Unity Community of Central Oregon's podcast, featuring Reverend Jane Hyatt. This morning outside I stood and saw a little red-winged bird shining like a burning bush and singing like a scripture verse. It made me want to bow my head. I remember when church let out. How things have changed since then. Everything is holy now. You ever use that expression, holy cow? <laughs> I, I like holy wow. That song was so moving. Just that red-winged blackbird like a burning bush. It's like it's, it's all over, everywhere we look. This morning, um, I, I pick up Cherie to, and we carpool together. And I was waiting for her. And I started out waiting with doing my usual impatience, like, all right, all right, where is she, where is she, where is she? And then I thought, you're talking about reverence today, and you're sitting here <laughs> being impatient? <laughs> could, could you take it up a notch, maybe? <laughs> and so I just started looking at my surroundings, and there was, there was some shiny things hanging from balconies, and there were... There was the shadow of the trees just moving on the wall. And then there was the actual trees and just the way they were moving in the wind. And it was so beautiful. And I thought, this is a meditation that I can carry everywhere that I go. I could just pay attention to the holy moments that are right in front of me all the time. It's so simple because everything is holy. This morning coming in here and seeing this whole lineup I, I took a picture of it, and I'm sorry, Dave, I couldn't get Dave in the picture because there were so many people up here. And I just was filled with so much joy at this community and the way that all of you show up, all in your, all in your different ways. Manissa gave me a gift this morning that was this beautiful little wooden spoon that she carved. And on the side it said, thank you for feeding our souls. <laughs> it's just like, this has just been my morning <laughs> so far. <laughs> just, just this little, little piece of today. And it's so filled with these beautiful holy moments. 
Blaze was back. I haven't seen him in a while, and he was so excited to see me, and I was so excited to see him. And he's in kindergarten now, and he's lost two teeth. And it, it's, how does it get better than that? <laughs> I was, um, my grandson stays over with us every Friday night, and um, we still have him sleeping on a cot in our room, which, you know, it's, I think he's getting ready to be able to be in, a, in another room now, but he was sick, and so he was very congested through the night. He slept really well, but he was congested, and so I did not sleep so well. <laughs> and, um, and so as a result of that, I remembered a lot of dreams, which I don't usually remember because I sleep so solidly. And I had this one weird dream that I showed up here and I was still in my nightgown. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so I was just sharing that dream with him in the morning that, oh, this was a weird dream to be standing <laughs> up here in my nightgown. And he said, oh, I have dreams like that all the time. I dreamt that I went to school and I didn't have any pants on. <laughs> and so I had to climb in my rocker and, and try to get pants on, but then they still weren't on. <laughs> and we were both laughing about this, and I thought, if I had just been complaining to myself about how I didn't get as good a night's sleep, I would have missed that whole opportunity. And instead, something that was unpleasant, being woken up, turned into this amazing opportunity for connection. I would, I mean, you don't go around saying, well, have you had any weird dreams about <laughs> being half naked? You don't ask anybody that, right? Some of you don't. <laughs> but, but it's just, even, even in the things that are uncomfortable, that we don't like, if we know how to look, there is beauty in those. And that, that's sort of our challenge, is to go through life looking for the holy. Our minds are like computers and if you know anything about computers, and trust me, what I know is marginal, it's a binary system. So it's this or that, this or that. And every little bit of information that we're Googling is this or that. So in the season of nonviolence, we can go to violence or we can go to reverence. Try to imagine being in a state of violence while you are being reverent. It's not even possible. So rather, just like we don't focus on getting the dark out of the room, we simply turn on the light. Rather than trying to get rid of violence in our world, Let's turn on the light of reverence. Let's see that everything is holy. Do you remember when you were little or when you had someone who was little in your life 
walking down the sidewalk and there's a bug. And it's so exciting and, and you get down on the ground and you look at the bug and the bug is amazing. I remember one time I used to teach fifth grade and we um, had a science movie that was all about insects. It was amazing. All the kinds of insects in this world. I had no idea. There is so much that we just can't help being in a state of amazement about if we're paying attention. And yet, how many of us have responded to bugs with violence? <laughs> I have to confess. <laughs> I certainly have done that. <coughs> But we could start there. We could start there. Even before we put them outside, we could just be in wonder at the beauty of this bug. right in this moment, right now. Tune into your body and just notice what a wonder that is. Have you ever watched a baby discovering her fingers? And that, whoa, these things move. What if we came back to that? The wonder of breath moving through our bodies. The wonder of air on our skin. The wonder of sitting here in a room with other people who are just up for being in awe of life. Nobody's complaining right now. Everybody's just tuning in to the miracle of who we are. I want to share a poem with you. This is from a book by Mirabai Starr called Wild Mercy. And I was looking at the, this halo that's beyond around her, and you probably can't see it from here, but in the pictures in this halo are things like um, there's a heart, there's a boot, um, there's, I'm not sure what that is, but here's a flamingo <laughs> and a mandolin and a mermaid and a pear 
there's somewhere in here, there's hot sauce. It's just all of these ordinary things creating what is holy. So in this poem, it's a prayer to the Shekinah, which in the Jewish tradition refers to the holy, and it's considered a feminine energy, and it comes to us and it fills us. O Shekinah, yours is the feminine face of the holy, the luminous moon who lights up the night as we travel from captivity to liberation. The pillar of fire who guides our way home. The cloud hovering over the mountain peaks. Living sign that the drought is over. You are the indwelling place of the divine. Whenever we gather to praise the one, you are here in our midst. When we cry out for justice, you make our hearts tender. When we stand with those on the margins, you make our legs strong. When we create works of art and parent our children and harvest our gardens, you guide and sustain us. You are the Sabbath bride, the beloved, returned from exile. You restore a balance in our relationships and wholeness to our fragmented souls. You infuse our lovemaking with honey. You fill the cup of our hearts which tremble with longing, with the wine of your answering love. You are the song of our homecoming. You are the Sabbath queen, the great mother, who sits at the heart of the table, tearing off hunks of the secret bread that contains the exact flavor each of us loves best. You feed us all, the proud and the repentant, the believer and the skeptic, from your own hands. O Shekinah, we are the vessel for your inflowing. Your radiance requires the clay of our embodiment. Your flame burns at the core of the earth. Your warmth penetrates the seedbed and animates the seedlings. You bless the head of every animal and kiss the tear-streaked face of humanity. 
you are the vision that builds community. And you are our refuge when the fabric of community unravels. Be with us now as we navigate this landscape of mystery where your most cherished attributes, wild mercy and boundless compassion, righteousness and wisdom seem to be cast aside and trampled by imperious world powers and we are paralyzed by helplessness. Help us. May we remember you and lift you up. May we recognize your face and celebrate your beauty in everything and everyone, everywhere, always. Amen. So our challenge this week is to create a world of nonviolence by focusing on reverence. To see that indeed this is a wonderful world. That everything is holy. And why is it holy? Because we call it so. In the Bible, it talks about the creation story. God created this. God created that. God created the other. God created the sea monsters was one of the lines in there. Not what would be on our list, probably, of what's holy. But after that, God says, and it's good. Oh, this is good. Whatever it is that's here, this is good. And we, in our capacity, as expressions of the divine, as creators of the world that we desire, we have the power to call it. Whatever it is, we get to say, this is good. And even the things that we don't like, that seem, ugh, even that, because we are creators, we can make of that something beautiful. We have that power. Our third principle in unity is that our consciousness is what creates our experience. So when we experience something we don't like that might move us in the direction of violence, we can change our consciousness to praise and reverence. We can call it good even before we understand what's so good about it. And as we call it good, it becomes good and our world heals, and we have a wonderful world.
That is our calling. Let it grow, let it grow. Let it blossom, let it blow. 